The Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast is proudly supported by Red Energy, awarded CanStar's most trusted energy providers three times. Maybe it's time you switch to Red. And Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested and first cold pressed in northern Victoria. And thanks to Prince Wine Store, Bank Street, South Melbourne and delivering Australia-wide. Princewinestore.com.au And yes, we're back thanks to Ello Botanicals for the Deer, Caro and Corrie segment. Tune in to solve your social dilemmas, your personal dilemmas. They might be age-old historic dilemmas. They your might wardrobe be, dilemmas. They might be tiny. They might be very, very big. This one really caught my eye this week, Corrie, from Annika. Dear Caro and Corrie, I recently gave up drinking except for the occasional G&T or Aperol spritz. I've found sleep better and am more alert in the evening. My issue is this. Gee, this is interesting, having just done Dry July. My issue is this. Having a drink is is so much a part of our Australian culture, I sometimes feel I am letting friends down if I don't join them for a tipple. I'll often be gently encouraged to drink. Mm, Guilty. Go on, just one glass. I'm happy to join in on social occasions. I just don't always feel the need to drink alcohol on those social occasions. Am I letting the team down? Thanks for your sage advice. Annika, P.S. Should I take a bottle of wine as a hostess gift if I don't drink? This is a really interesting (laughs) letter, Corrie. I'm going to answer the last bit first. Me too. You don't need to take a bottle of wine if you don't drink. If you're worried, I... I don't think there's anything wrong with taking a couple of Heineken double zeros, if that's what you drink, or mineral waters. Take a cake, take chocolates, take flowers. It's always nice to bring something as a hostess gift, but I certainly don't think you need to bring wine if you don't drink wine. In fact, I think it is nice to take a couple of bottles of mineral water, which I do, just to kind of cover your, cover your place, cover your spot in the scheme of things. What do you think about this, generally? Well, it's a very interesting dilemma, isn't it? Um, because you don't want to have a reputation as somebody who's a bit or a little less sparky. And sadly, in our Australian culture, people think that alcohol plus social occasion equals having a great time. And we all know that's not the case. Certainly, as somebody who's been pregnant six times, I can tell you, you can still have fun and not drink. But also as somebody who's really cut back in the last couple of weeks, and I've gone through the odd occasional, very occasional, um, Feb fast and that kind of thing, you can still have a good time. But you have to be really mindful about how you do it. First of all, don't bleat on, I'm not saying Annika does, but don't bleat on about the fact that you don't drink or you're off the grog or you're having Febfast or something because that immediately draws attention. And also, dare I say, makes others feel perhaps a little guilty or unsettled as they're jumping into their third glass of wine. So you don't want to create anything like that. Just quietly drink. Um, There are lots of gins like um, um, Banks Botanicals, for example, which are non-alcoholic gins which look terrific in a glass with a slice of lime and ice. Nobody would ever know the difference. But should you have to pretend you're drinking to make other people no, feel you, relaxed? No, I mean, you, no, you don't have to pretend, but it, it might make you feel a little more comfortable if you have a drink that looks bad. But I have no problem at all, Caro, with this is my sparkling, you know, this is my sparkling mineral water. 
going to the ice tray, filling it up, or the host or hostess saying, what do you want? Oh, look, I'd love a mineral water, thanks. And if they say, oh, do you want a drink? Not at the moment. And then, especially if it's a group of people, they kind of forget. People sort of forget that you haven't asked for a drink. That That is so true. I think at, at the beginning of a social occasion, people might notice. And that's why, look, maybe it does help to have a, a something in your hand which has got a bit of lemon in and a bit of ice in. I think it's, you know, it's quite interesting if, you know, you can arrive at a function and someone's making cocktails and that's a real, I I get it, Annika, that is a real social occasion where having the cocktail is part of the, you know, we're all great friends. It's like sitting around a fire or making a pot of tea, you know, having a cocktail. If you just pour yourself surreptitiously a cocktail, that should be fine. But do not feel, and if they're your friends and they still make you feel as though you're not joining in because you're not having a drink, then they're idiots, quite frankly. Just say, no, nah, I'm not, not, not drinking tonight. I'll just have a mineral water. I have a couple of friends who always accept a glass of champagne or a gin and tonic, and I don't really notice, but over the years I've realised that they'll just sit on that for the entire night. And some people are like that. Sadly, I'm not one of those people. But if you are, that is absolutely fine. And that doesn't mean that they're not often the last to leave. In fact, usually they can be the last to leave. Other people drink quickly. Other people drink slowly. Everyone has different paces. And I think it is just terrible that we do have this culture where it's sort of weird if you're not having a drink. Well, it's interesting. I caught, I, I picked up my husband, Pete, on this a few months ago because uh friends were not drinking for whatever reason or they don't drink and and he is they come to our house and oh come on have a glass of champagne we've just opened a bottle or something like that. and I said to him the next day you've got to remember that when you say these things you're highlighting it first of all to a wider group who might be listening you're making the person who's walked in feel a little less for whatever reason they may or may not feel that but you may I just think you've just got to stop that kind of, like we all love the idea of everybody having a glass of champagne and isn't it fun and we're celebrating something or whatever, but it just doesn't matter if somebody's not having a glass. It really doesn't matter. So I had to go through that kind of education process with him and say, pull back the lingo, pull back the expectation because it can make people feel awkward. I used to be that person just because I thought I was being welcoming and a great host, saying, thinking maybe people were just being polite. Oh, come on, have a glass of champagne. And I look back now and I go, I shouldn't have done it. And I certainly shouldn't do it now. And having, you know, been through it myself, I mean, people can get quite offended if you've got a lovely lunch planned or a dinner planned and they go, you're not drinking. Well, you shouldn't even, it, it, it doesn't matter. You can still have a great time. Yeah. And also you can turn a negative into a positive. Yep. I don't drink. So I'll give you a lift home and then everybody loves you. <laughs> Annika, that is true. Designated driver, take flowers, take chocolates. Do not feel you need to take wine unless it's a real wine connoisseur and you just want to do something nice. And also, guys, I'm going to link in the show notes. There are so many podcasts now about people choosing not to drink. This Naked Mind is amazing. I listened to an episode two days ago, how to avoid drinking in social situations. Have the script ready and also say, what does it say about your drinking that you're offended that I'm not drinking? Put the question back on the person who's being a bit oh, pushy. Yes, but that's oh, a that's a bit hard. If you're going, if you're going out to <laughs> Jay, you don't want to have an argument. Shut them down. <laughs> if, you can't do that if they've asked you for dinner, Jane. It's like, oh, okay, that's it. <laughs> It's it up have for the a... script ready. A lot of people say have the script I ready. I agree with that. I agree with that. But also, why should we have to have a script? So we, I, I think is, I think there's a mass education that's going on at the moment. I think it's happened since post 
lockdown when everybody realised that they probably, or a lot of people realised that they probably were drinking a bit too much during lockdown. And there ha- and, and also with the arrival of all these extraordinary beers, Carol, you've talked about them with Miles on the main podcast, um, these non-alcoholic beers, these non-alcoholic gins. It's such a thing now, actually. And Well, um, for some of us, it's really nice to have the ritual of having a drink at the end of a day. And for me, I just substituted it when I'm not drinking for a cup of tea or a, you know, a, a non-alcohol beer or um, although I was, oh, look, I just had this really terrible realisation the other night. At the end of Footy Classified, we often have a post-show drink and I was having a post-show, I thought, for a couple of weeks when I was doing Dry July non-alcoholic beer. Well, I realised last week that it's point point zero zero one, and I was actually having a tiny bit alcohol. Oh, <laughs> Have you gone to confession? Well, I'm just a little bit disappointed, but it certainly didn't. It Not was, your fault. Come on. It's all right. It wasn't light I won't beer. Tell it was lighter than light beer. But yeah, no, some people like the ritual. I mean, maybe you should even get out of habit of that ritual, but our days are sort of, aren't they? They're punctuated by the cup of tea, the coffee, you know, the mid-afternoon cup of tea. Certainly, I think you and I are like that. <laughs> I was interested to have a walk with our friend Trudes on the weekend and she had just been, um, I don't know how long, day or two days or something, looking after her granddaughter. And Trudes is not a big drinker. In fact, probably you'd say barely she's... Barely a drinker. Yeah, barely. Not even, like, I, oh, she's had one or two in my presence, but not a lot. She's not a huge drinker at all. And she said, I can really see why mothers go for that cupboard at the end of the day, you know. <laughs> Yes, at I, five o'clock, you really need. I gather, I gather she did discover the end of the end of the day glass of wine. Annika, that's a fascinating dilemma. Thank you for getting in touch. And remember, we want to hear all of your dilemmas. We don't know if we'll solve them, but it gives us something to talk about, and we hope it helps in some way. We think it's interesting. You, Anna, Annika, I should say, are now going to receive a lovely present. And what is that, Miss Jane? It's a little trio of Ello Botanicals, all Australian-made natural facial oils. And anyone who sends us a question, and you can be anonymous, is uh, in the running for a beautiful little gift from Ello. Send it to yes. feedback at don'tshootpod.com.au. And stressing, Annika, it's for the face, not for the glass, okay? <laughs> Those Ello Botanicals have become part of my twice-daily ritual. They are brilliant. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dear Caro and Corrie. Thanks to Ello Botanicals, all natural Australian-made facial oils. Send us your question or dilemma via email to feedback at don'tshootpod.com.au and you could win a wonderful listener gift pack from Ello Botanicals. Head to their website, ellobotanicals.com, and use the promo code MESS20 to receive a 20% listener discount.